welcome again to another great edition of Talking Tigs. Uh, whether you're listening to us in the evening, afternoon, or morning, welcome and thank you. Uh, I'm Scott Gerard. Joining me is Tommy Johnson and Daniel Zollinger, like always. Uh, got to get over this LSU Arkansas game. Uh, as much as I hate to, I mean, we got to talk about it. But uh, I mean, there's some good. Again, you know, same as all season, I guess. Some good points, a lot of bad points too. Uh, but they lose to Arkansas, 16 to 13. In overtime, which I, I don't know, um, I, I could see that happening, I guess. But I, again, I just I feel like it's a game the Tigers probably should have pulled out, uh, but they didn't. So they dropped to four and six on the season, two and five in SEC play. Well, we'll, we'll get into all that. Um, but plenty of other good news to get into uh, as far as LSU basketball. I actually had two games this week. LSU women's basketball had a game also. Uh, and baseball is, is revving up. Uh, good news there. Uh, especially, you know, on the field and recruiting wise, we'll get into all that but before we do guys. I don't know. It's uh, I, I like talking to y'all, of course, you know, every time, but it's not always under the best circumstances, but we make it happen. How y'all doing? Uh, I mean, it's good to be, it's good to be here talking with you, Scott and uh, you know, with Daniel, but I agree. Like, I wish we had something good to talk about on the, on the football field, because I, I, I mean, I don't think anybody watching that game yesterday was impressed. Yeah, it was a tough one. Long weekend, a lot of events, including the the game. It was nice weather yesterday afternoon for the tailgate and stuff. Had a fun time there. The game itself, not quite so fun. It was cold and very few highlights to be seen on the field for the Tigers as they uh, they dropped to a three-game skid here um, and were staring down the first losing season since 99, a season that's old enough to drink, uh, <laughs> which we're going to have to clutch it out against uh, ULM and A&M just to, to make it to 6-6, six and six, which is a pretty tall order at this point. But, uh, yeah, we can dice all that up. At least we have some positives uh, in, some, in some other sports. <laughs> we do. Um, and, again, I think they're – I don't know. I would say there are some good positives about the game. Yes and no, but I think it's more on an individual basis instead of like the whole team, because it's just kind of what we've seen all season. You know, some games, some games, they look great like last week and they lost, but you know, we didn't care because it was so surprising this week. You know, again, it's just, you think, well, wow, if we look that good against Alabama, Alabama was up 35 to nothing on Arkansas at one point. Mm -hmm. So if we, if we lost Alabama on the road, 22, 14, I'm thinking, all right, well, you know, maybe we can make a good game out of this, build what we already have, but no. And it, it's weird. It's much in the same way because, uh, you know, I've been watching the Saints the last couple of weeks because I've been able to. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of the same thing, man. It's like, it's like the defense does just enough to keep you in the game. Defense on LSU's part looked great. You know, I yeah, mean, they, are, they yeah. had some, some, some usual breakdowns, but uh, they played well enough if the offense could have just scored. Kind of like what I'm seeing from the Saints. Uh, both offenses are kind of suffering from a little bit of depletion. Um, different, different people out every week, it seems, for the Saints. But uh, you know, as far as LSU goes, I, I don't know. They made the switch to Garrett early, right? The noose was loose, what, after the second drive? Yeah, Max got two drives. Yes, it is time to discuss the Millis. <laughs> yeah. So here's here's my quick one on that. Um, it was good to see him. He he looked good back there, strong in some instances. But you know, kind of like Max, man, it's like unless he gets rid of it after three seconds, he's either on the run and maybe he can do something, or he's taking a sack. I just I wish whoever was coaching these guys would say, look, if you don't see anything in three seconds, just throw it to the stands <laughs> why take a sack why get why get a fumble why do any of that but I, you know i'm not a coach or 
It's like if I'm if I'm a play caller, it's like how about a high percentage screen pass? I, I don't think our guys have really done much of that this year. Yeah. And it still seems like such an easy release for these guys if all they have is three seconds. I know there's going to be a linebacker waiting for them after the first or second time we do it, but I don't know. It's just something to throw in the mix. Uh, but I would say this, though. Um, Jake Peets, you know, you can kind of tell he hasn't called t- too many games. But uh, I don't know. If, if I was in his position, I was like, you know what, guys, from here on out, I'm just going to focus on Jack Bash because that guy's that guy's amazing. Uh, he, he's 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 very, very dependable, and he's a freshman. Uh, so I, I don't know. It's like um, it's, it's hit or miss, right? Mm-hmm. With the offense, I'd say hit or miss. Either our, our quarterback can hit him or he misses him. A lot of times they're wide open. I feel like some of the coaching is is allowing success to happen. Our guys just, you know, quite aren't able to do it consistently. You know, but, you know it's been the case all season, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I, almost, I almost think a little, like, I'm less positive than you are about that performance, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, I thought – I thought yeah, we were it was still really bad. bad. But, I mean, yeah. I didn't think Garrett Nussmeyer did himself any favors. I thought the the I thought it was very strange the way they pulled out Max after two drives. They like oh, it said in the press conference we're going to see more of um we're going to see we're going to see Nussmeyer. We need to put him in. We need to give him some some chances. I didn't think it would be like that. I didn't think he'd be, like at that point he basically just started the game. Like they just let, they let Max be the starter and they gave him the ball like to start off with and they took him out immediately. Um, which I don't think that's, I don't think that's right. I don't think Nussmeyer did anything to, to, you know, he, it's not like he went out there and threw like three TDs in his first three drives. And they're like, okay, he's yeah, we're, we're riding him the whole way. So I, I mean, I, I, I was very disappointed. I thought our defensive performance was excellent. I thought we looked really good on defense. I thought that Micah Baskerville actually looked like, looked like the, the linebacker who we thought he was going to be you know, when he first came in here, that was like his, his first, like really, really good game. And I've seen him play all like his whole career. Damone Clark is, is sh- like shoring himself up and proving to everybody that no, that's the, really the player he is. And he's not just, you know, kind of had a few, a few lucky games this season. Um, you know, I think BJ O'Jolari had a good game. Uh, I, I thought our whole defensive unit was solid, but our offense, um, maybe with the exception of Ty Davis price and Jack, like you said, Jack Besh, who Jack Besh is consistently good. Ty Davis price had another good game. Everyone on that offense was pretty, pretty poor. Yeah. The offense was just stuck in first gear. Um, whether it was max to start with or um, Garrett Nussmeier. And we, we had known before this game that Nussmeier was supposedly upset that he didn't get to play against Alabama. Not only Nussmeier, his dad. Yeah. His dad was making, making comments to coach. O that, uh, Nussmeier needed to play more and then they were willing to burn his red shirt to play him all three of the remaining games and we saw that commitment yesterday I mean as they yanked Max pretty much immediately I was kind of expecting them to put Max in a little like towards the end of the game I don't understand like if you're gonna if you're gonna like like why even give Max the ball to start if that was the plan the whole way yeah I'm saying but like I was kind of like all right we, we haven't seen much different here with Nussmeyer, although his game is very different than Max's. His first instinct is to sling the ball down the field. Whether the first person, play call they gave him, when Max goes in, his first play is like a 30-yard bomb attempted. I mean, it wasn't, a, it, it didn't, he didn't complete it. And he doesn't care if he's throwing it a triple coverage. Like, the ball is, is going. He doesn't care who catches um, it. He's throwing it to somebody. And the, Which is kind of the opposite of Max Johnson, who is, like, very tentative to, to take a shot and much more, like, trying to, to manage the game, um, which... 
we haven't had much success with either in the past few weeks, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, Nussmeyer, you could tell he was a true freshman out there holding on to the ball for too long, putting the ball in tight spaces, throwing two picks, throwing two picks in some sense, throwing the game away at the end and overtime when he threw the interception. Um, and that one, like he's going to want that one back for the rest of his career, I would think. Uh, but you can't really do anything about it. And yeah, like, like Tommy said, the defense played well. They Once again, just like Alabama, they put us in a position to win the game and a few key plays. Um, Ty Davis Price fumbling the ball in Arkansas territory on a direct snap. That's stupid. Um, That's not, I, I don't put that on time. That, that is a weird play call. By why, are, why are we putting, why are we going wildcat? I didn't, this is, this is how weird that, that play, that, that like play call was. I'm watching it and I didn't even realize it was wildcat because I had no, I had no like, I, I could not comprehend. I was like, right. Even in the stadium, like nobody really knew what happened. Like it was just, we, we were driving down the field and then one second we had the ball the next second Arkansas had it. Yeah. It, was, it was like, what in the world just happened? Like um, I, when, I, when that happened, I was like, Oh man, did, did Garrett just drop the ball or what's going on? Uh, the, no, it was, you know, it was tied. It was like Ty Davis price. Did that, did the handoff not happen? Like, uh-huh. And then did it come to find out? I was like, Oh wait, it was a wildcat formation. Why are we going into wildcat? We drove the your, ball down the field. I know. Congrats your quarterback's getting some momentum who you just threw in the game. Like, and what? then, yeah, and then two two bad interceptions by Nussmeyer. Even his one touchdown was, was 99% amazing catch by uh, Jack Besh and 1% throw Block. by uh, <laughs> by Nussmeyer. Because in real time, it looked like he was not in bounds. chucked um, that thing up. And then it, it was anybody's ball, and it was just Besh making an amazing play to come down with it. Uh, so other than that, there was very few uh, highlights um lsu messed up on the the fake field goal where arkansas scrambled out to get the first down that was bad um and then i guess it was k york missed a 55 yard field goal but you can't really blame him too much for that obviously it's in his range but you can't rely on that to win the game it's amazing that like you know for if anybody anybody who says like oh man if k york makes that field goal maybe we win that game it's like well we we in the especially in the first half like the first half we pushed Arkansas around a team that that I was a little bit worried, especially like I was worried about their their um, running game. I mean, they've been one of the best running teams in the in the country, or in, especially in the SEC. KJ Jefferson is able to to you know make a, some dynamic plays, and they are the hallmark of Arkansas. Is they're really really physical. We out physical them. Mm-hmm. We actually were able we were able to run the ball. We were able to to push them around on defense. We I felt like to me, we were really, you know, had the chance to to control that game, put our boot on their neck. And I mean, it just didn't happen. So it, it's not like saying like, oh yeah, Cade York, like, man, he threw, he gave us, he, he, he was the way reason we didn't win. Like if he kicks that field goal and we don't go to overtime, it's like, no, I, I you can't, you can't be like, oh yeah. Like we're going to, our, our game plan is we're going to, we're going to put ourselves in positions to win by field goals. And also it was, I mean, some people debated this both ways about it was fourth and one and LSU was on like 45 with about three minutes left and coach O elected to punt instead of go for it to where, I mean, if you kick a field goal there, then you win the game potentially. Uh, our, our defense had been playing fine and yeah, we stopped them and they didn't score. We went to overtime, but a lot of people were like we had been, we converted two or three fourth downs before them with Ty Davis price. Yep. And it's like, he's not, 
blowing Arkansas away, but he can pick you up a yard, like just do that and then control the clock and try and win the game. But which, that was surprising to me, especially after what we saw against Alabama, where we like, went for it like every on, on the fourth down attempts there. Um, and th- this was kind of the opposite of, of that uh, scheme, but uh, I guess you can't take it back and um, we, we move on. But yeah, in, in my opinion, the biggest threat to LSU was like Traylon Bergson, Arkansas, like deep ball and our DBs played really well, locking that up. He had 16 yards receiving. There was, the one, there was the one busted coverage. Yeah. When the running back kind of slipped away and, and was that, wide open. Yeah. I mean like that's, that's, now, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not saying it's going to make an excuse and say like, Oh, like, you know, it's not their fault or whatever. Like, but I rewatched that play a couple times, like, especially this morning on the highlights and like, um, you know, it's, it's just, a, it's a good play call. It's we're in, we're in a zone. Um, the, the flat defender picks up the, picks up the the running back and then Pat hands him off thinking he's got, think he's got help behind him. And there was nobody there. The safety had safety had bid on something else, a crossing route going to the other side of the field. So it's a good play call. And like, that's, that's what happens sometimes. Busted coverage has happened, but other, you're right. Other than that one play. Yeah. Our entire defense was, was solid. Yeah. They, they uh, had a few, a few missed tackles like on sacks and stuff that allowed well, yeah. KJ Jefferson to kind of scramble and pick up first downs. But for the most part, yeah, pretty good. Basically that's what I was going to say. And specifically to the play that you're talking about, because that was the one that killed his base, you know, in my mind. Uh, and it was, it was, it was poor tackling. It's like, I could probably chalk up three games this year to, to poor tackles. You know, this one, some of these plays look exactly like Bo Nix, right? It's like the defense is on the quarterback and mm-hmm. if they could just tackle him. You're very right. The play would be gone. Their, their drive would be over. Cause it'd be like third and 23 or something, but no, he and I got to, I got to call out Jay Ward on just for that, that one play you're talking about. Cause I was watching it. Jefferson wasn't even looking at him. Ward was coming from behind him. And instead of just putting his face mask in the back of his back, you know, trying to get some snap bubbles, he like jumped and he like trying to grab on his shoulder pads and take him down with him. But he, he got out of the grip, moved around, hit the guy that was wide open. And that was it. Yeah, you know? and it's—I feel like it's, it's schematically as as much as they've improved so much, and it looks like Durante Jones, you know, has the defense looking good. You know, just individual plays like that with tackling being the issue—that's that's just going to kill them. Yeah, although I think we can all agree, defense did not lose us this game last night. No, no, I would say anemic offense was the cause of death. Yes, uh, with a contributing factor being, uh, you know, just missed tackles. Player. Quarterback, yeah, play. Our quarterback. Like, yeah, that's LSU's age-old problem, you know. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, like, where, where do y'all see the quarterback situation going from here in the last two games? Like, do we just continue on the, the path that we've taken here and play Nussmeyer the entire game against ULM this weekend and just kind of can Max, or is it? Are we getting into a battle? I, I don't. What are we even doing? I mean, I don't, I don't know. know. I, just bring in the walk-on. At this yeah, really. Point, screw it. <laughs> like, no, I, I don't know. I don't really understand. I don't understand the thinking behind why Nussmeyer is unless like, I guess, Dadle, didn't you say that he, that there was rumors of him threatening a transfer if he didn't play or something? Uh, no, I mean, that's kind of just message board rumors, okay. but yeah, like that if, if Nussmeyer didn't get more playing time, then he might be out of there and that he was willing to burn the red shirt and the coaches were fine with doing that to, to keep him around, which he's got two more games. If he plays in both of them, then yes, he will not be able to red shirt. I'm not saying, I, I don't know if it, I don't know if him, I mean, I don't know. I know for a fact, it doesn't make a difference. You know what I mean? Like him playing or him not playing is not going to make us 
that much better. Max versus Mile. I mean, Max versus Garrett. I'm not. You know, you put them in a bag. I'll I it, grab it blind, yeah. and who who cares? It doesn't matter. It, if if Gus if Nussmeier wants to talk anything to me, I'd say, look, dude, I, I could. If I was the coach, I'd say, look, I could I could break down your performance in three consecutive plays. What happened? Overtime. You get sacked, and so now it, it makes it a third and 20. All you have to do is get rid of the ball. Nope, you took a sack. Now it's third and 20. Then, miraculously, he throws a dart, mm-hmm. and we pick up the first down, yeah. amazingly. And then what happens the next play? It's a fade. Wasn't to the back of the end zone. It was just a fade call and then intercepted. Now it's their ball. Yeah, that was, think, such a bad, that was such a bad bad play. The thing that worries me is that unless we see some huge jump in performance in either Max Johnson or Nussmeyer, whoever plays these next two weeks – there's a decent chance that we're having this exact same conversation almost a year from now when we're going into the 2022 season, except it, we, who knows which quarterbacks are in the discussion, Max Johnson or Nussmeyer or Walker Howard. Have a Walker Howard. And we, we still don't know where LSU is going to go. So that just seems like a very real possibility at this point, and it's worrying to say the least. But, I mean, okay, did y'all, did y'all pick up on uh, – and I saw people on Twitter talking about this. I didn't hear it. I, I didn't hear it on the broadcast. But I saw people on Twitter talking about this. Um, that, that Jake Pete said that the quarterback, his like the quarterbacks were having such a bad practice that he just left practice and said, "Y'all figure it out." Did you I, hear about that? Scott? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hear about it. No. I heard. Yeah, I saw that. So I saw that on Twitter, and I was like, "Oh my!" They were like, "Yeah, wow." Jake Pete just admitted to like basically giving up on his quarterbacks like this week during practice. I mean, like. I don't know. I think that I think that Jake Pete's at this point, like, you know, who knows? Who knows what we can get out of? You think about it this way: when we saw Max at the end of last year, we saw a lot of good things out of him. With with when Coach uh, when Insminger was calling the plays and kind of in a coaching him up, um, I don't think we've seen any development from Max this entire year. I think he's stayed about where he was at the end of last year. Maybe regressed a little bit, but I don't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even, I don't even know if it's regressed or he just hasn't been able to like to use his skill set because he's got that running skill set that that we have not seen him run the ball at all this year. Whereas, especially I mean, you think about that Hallmark game of, for Florida against Florida last year where he uh, played really well. Some of his best plays were read option. He keeps it and runs off for a couple of yards. Um, I do wonder if maybe a new coaching staff will be able to get something different out of these players. But I, mm-hmm. I think you're right, Daniel. I mean, it, it, this is something that we that we worry about a lot or talk about a lot with LSU. But going into this year, we were like, man, we're so loaded at quarterback. We haven't seen this much talent at quarterback since Paralu and 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 you know whoever all the all those quarterbacks who were there. And it's like, well, actually, maybe we're not that talented. We lost. And TJ Finley's gone. Um, and he's not. And I don't know if he necessarily pans out at Auburn or not. We'll we'll see. Miles Brennan's gone. And Wait, like he said, did he officially transfer, or is he just still in the portal? Well, he's in the portal. Still undisclosed location. Yeah, which hey, is he could strange. he could come back. He can he? Could I guess he back. can. Yeah, I guess he can. He can even. I guess technically he can even transfer somewhere else and then come back. But yeah, yeah, Trey Bradford did. Mm-hmm. Where's he been? I, I don't know. Good question. <laughs> feels uh, like we can, this, feels though, like we can uh, use him. Um, as far as you know, what Jake Peets did he quit on the team? <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe did he quit on the quarterbacks? Yeah. Again, maybe remember that third and seven. And then we just run it up the middle. Yeah. <laughs> and then even O was criticizing pizza's play calling, especially the uh, direct snap to Ty, 
uh, Davis Price after the game. He's like, I want that one back. He's like, I don't think that was a good call. So um, what are we going to see four offensive coordinators in four seasons? Maybe. Oh, um, no, Pete's gone. Yeah. No, I mean, he's gone. Like, I can guarantee that whoever, especially, like, you think about it this way. Let's say let's say the, the rumor of the day, let's say, uh, well, actually not even the rumor of the day, but, like, if you bring in Jimbo, if you bring in Lincoln Riley, uh, both of them, you know they're not keeping Jake Peets. Yeah. They're going to want their own guy. I mean, I think Lincoln Riley actually calls his own plays. Um, Lane Kiffin calls his own plays, obviously. I don't think Jimbo – does Jimbo call his own plays? I think he has an offensive coordinator, but he's an offensive guy. Yeah, you're right. I don't know if he does. But, you know, like, I, I just don't see um, – Pete's is gone. I think that that Durante Jones maybe the may, maybe could stay, but it's not. It's never really a good thing when you bring in a new head coach and then say like, wait, but you don't get to have your people. We're gonna we're gonna keep, you know, we're gonna keep this guy or that guy. Right. Um, in fact, that was something that that was something that that moving around the SEC that that, that Auburn you know really had trouble with because they were trying to get whoever they hired to replace Gus Malzahn to keep Kevin Steele. And a lot of coaches were like, no, I don't No, I don't want Kevin Steele. <laughs> and that's how he ended up at, uh, at Tennessee. Right. It's like, Hey, you can buy this house, but uh, uh, there's something wrong with the pool. You can't use it. It's, it's condemned. Like, well, no, I, I don't want, I don't want it. No, thank you. I don't <laughs> yeah. want to fix the upper basically. Um, I would say, I don't know. It's really interesting too, because the names keep changing week, week to week. I don't, I don't feel like we need to spend any time talking about it, but it's just weird how the, the front runner names are all different now. Yeah. You know, now you're hearing more Jimbo and Lincoln and people, Oh, I see tail signs coming out of Oklahoma to Baton Rouge. I'm like, all right, whatever. I guess Mel Tucker's good. He's got extended or he got, well, a he hasn't offer. accepted it, but he was, yeah, he was offered a deal. So, so there's that. There's um, that. Yeah. Then I, I don't know. I, Dave Randa looked really good against Lincoln Riley in the possible LSU future coach bowl. Um, I don't know that Randa, I mean, I, I feel I like that Oklahoma win for, uh, for, I mean, that Oklahoma loss really helps us. I feel like that's a win for us. Yeah. Um, I would say this, if, if, if LSU doesn't have an offensive minded coach, if they do want defensive, I'd, I'd say make it Dave Randa, you know, if he yeah. wanted it, but I don't know if you'd want it. Um. <laughs> Well, to, to focus back on the field, like what, what are we doing this week against ULM? Is LSU, are they throwing three sheets to the wind and just playing all the freshmen? And I mean, at this point you could even, not that we could lose the ULM, but uh, I think, I think worry of a little bit, you know, I think, I think this week we're going to, I think we're going to win, but I think it's going to be a classic LSU playing down to whoever whoever their competition is and i think that we're gonna i think that we're gonna have a bunch of stupid plays i think we're gonna make it unnecessarily close i think that we're going to mess around at least for a for a quarter at probably a half well i think the real question is what does the offense do like do you think we put up 50 points against ulm or like because that would be the hallmark of like all right we got something figured out or right. we really struggling if we win it like 27 to 10 or something as like we won but like it, it was not a good win the only way i see the only way i see us like like if we put up a lot of points it's going to be because garrett garrett nussmeyer I mean, yeah garrett nussmeyer just just chucks the ball down the field multiple times he probably throws like three picks but he also throws like four touchdowns or five touchdowns you know what i mean like I, I don't think that 
I actually, I, I'm, I would, I would almost stake my life on it. We're not going to, this coaching staff really has no, there's no reason. Um, uh, there's no reason to think that this coaching staff is going to get it together. Right. Like they're not going to, uh, there's no point. Like what are, what do they have going on? Like what, what would, what would be driving them other than just pride? And a lot of them, and, and most of them are like, yeah, I'm not even going to be here next year. What pride do I have? So I don't have any faith that like, Oh, you know what? We're gonna have a really good week of practice. Everybody's going to be really excited and, and ready to go. And then they're just going to, and, and we're going to come out and look like, you know, look like a world beaters against ULM. I think, I think we'll, I, but I think we'll win. ULM's not a great team, but, um, I, I'm sure it'll be ugly because that, because that, that game last, that game we watched last night was ugly. That was an ugly game. I mean, how on earth does your center commit a false start? Yeah. Like he's the one who, who initiates the play. It's incredible. Like that's, it's, it's inexplicable. Like that is, that is a stupid, that is a stupid penalty, <laughs> but that's what we get. Yeah. That's, that's what we get. <laughs> and we get uh, like we, we can't trust that our coaching staff is not gonna burn a timeout on some stupid you know play before oh wait we got to think about this or up oh, clock's running down to zero we don't want to lose yardage you know we, we can't trust that that won't happen or that O's gonna go for it when he could probably just go for a field goal I, I think LSU will come out it might look rough at first maybe like you said a quarter quarter and a half then they'll start pulling it together defensively i think they'll look great it's just you know when the when the offense decides to start playing well yeah i think i think, then I think we'll look like definitely you know, i think i think we're probably going to be able to put a lot of put a lot of pressure on ulm and, and make it make life miserable for them offense or you know defensively from our from our perspective but yeah. i could to- <laughs> what if scott how bad would it be if we go into like a stalemate de- defensive bout with ulm and it's like 10 to 10 in the, in the end of the fourth quarter, <laughs> another nine to six game of the century. Uh huh. That'd be awesome. I tell you, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think, uh, I think these guys are just so, I don't know from what I read and what O, o said, uh, the team was just kind of really, I don't know that loss last night took him hard for whatever reason. Um, I don't think there's a guy on LSU's team that hasn't seen, you know, they I don't even know if they knew about the boot because it's probably been in the closet somewhere for the last five years. And nobody on Arkansas's team has seen it because they they haven't won yeah. uh, in like five years. So I don't know. I think of anything they they probably they probably felt like we did that they had that game and they just let it slip away and they did. Uh, I think this next game will help them get their confidence back and then. But then you know then we're back to Texas A&M and it's another crapshoot. You're like, which team's going to show up? Um, A&M still looks know. they still look bad though. I mean that's still a winnable game for us. Yeah, and we didn't sit home, right? It's at so, home, yeah. We got that going for us. But as far as LM, I say, yeah, I say LM probably gets 10. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe 16 like Arkansas did, but I don't see him scoring much more than that. Yeah. I, I kind of agree. You will probably get 35. I'm going to say something like 30, 30 to 13 where like you win, the game is never really in doubt, but it's just like LSU is, is unimpressing in a win, kind of like you said earlier, Tommy. So we move on to A&M, and that's such a big game to avoid the 5-7 and seven losing season. I mean, maybe there's not that much of a difference between 5-7 and seven and 6-6, six and six, but it's a little bit of a mental block where, like, you don't want to have a losing season. And like I said at the beginning, first one since 99. 
uh, older than most of the players on LSU's team. Uh, they had never seen that in their lifetimes. And at this point, our signature win is Mississippi State, who is not even a good team. <laughs> Half of our wins are against uh, McNeese and Central Michigan. Other than that, there were two and uh, two and six. Hey, at least we're not like Florida. They they don't have a win against like a Power Five team in what their last umpteen tries. Mm. They 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 have trouble with Samford yesterday. Now, that made me feel bad, but LSU could barely beat Florida, and Florida is like also struggling to beat Samford. But I know. Um, I guess you take the ones where you can get them. Yeah, what about how Dan Mullen's probably going to be like out of a job? He should be. I mean, yeah, he's not. He's not been good, but it is kind of crazy. Like when they hi- I remember when when they hired him, everybody was like, "Uh oh, watch out!" Like there's there's a new team in the East. You know what I mean? Like Dan Mullen was supposed to take them back to back to the Tebow glory days, and then guess you know it can. I guess for an LSU fan, you could think like, "Well, it can always be worse." <laughs> you could have Dan Mullen, right? Although, I don't know. I feel like he'd be a good offensive coordinator for us, just not a head coach. Just the guy would not inspire me. Just watching some of his press conferences, I just I, he's I just a weird guy. Him. Yeah, yeah. He's a, I don't know if he's just like one of those cerebral types, you know, like Aranda, where they're just they're different and they're quiet. At least Aranda, though, <laughs> you know, he's good and he has a respect to the players because they can tell he's a cerebral guy, mm-hmm. and they like they're impressed and respected by it. I don't know how people feel about Dan Mullen, the guy that's played for him, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, he could very, I don't, I don't think they'll fire him at the end of this year unless he just loses the last two games. But anyway, um, I'll tell you who did win two games this week. If we're ready to transfer to basketball, that is. I think we're ready. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that was Will Wade and the LSU basketball team. Uh, man, they, they look, good in the first game hold on still gotta pull up wherever the unless you got the scores in front of you yeah i've I've got it they they thrashed well speaking of ulm monroe getting it bad both ways they thrashed ulm 101 to 39 (laughs) beating them by 62 points uh which is the biggest win that i can remember for lsu basketball when you put a hundo on somebody it's not a good look in college well and then when you hold them to 39 points darius days was on fire poured in eight three-pointers i wish i could have gone to the game but i watched the highlights and then he was just like lighting it up in the first half and then they even put in like the third string parker edwards the white guy was in there he made a three-pointer and the crowd went wild i was told (laughs) um but the, the team looks pretty good even without um I'm blanking on the guy's name that tore his ACL. Miller. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but a lot, lot of new names. Uh, Xavier Pinson running the point uh, from Missouri, doing pretty well. Darius Days locking it down, small forward. And then Efton Reed, like the seven-foot center, five-star freshman that we recruited, he's uh, bodying them up, looking good as well. So, and also Will Wade just kind of fully embraced the – the, like, the, the general thing? Yeah, the general, like, Will Wade meme to where he, he's – like he did a promo video where he's like wearing the hat, like telling people to come out to the game God. and stuff. It's pretty funny. Yeah, it's hilarious. Um, yeah, I like that he did it. I thought it was a little cheesy. Yeah, but whatever. You know, if, if the fans love it and he's cool with it, fine. I just I hope they just don't get too too far down the rabbit hole with that one. Yeah, but I mean they they did look really good. They kind of look like the Globetrotters versus the Washington Generals <laughs> in that game. Uh, there was one point uh, where I think. Uh, ULM went almost 10 minutes without a field goal. And that's what allowed LSU to build up just a massive lead that they obviously never let go. And just, you know, they just look good. Everyone had a yeah. great game. Uh, Darius Days had the game of his life. 
Um, that second game, though, um, that was uh, that was a little bit closer. It was against Texas State, and you think, ah, but who's Texas State? I think Texas State would be a, a decent tournament team because um, they <laughs> LSU could not do what they wanted with them, you know, at least in the first half. Uh, it was, you know, they were trailing at halftime, like 37 to, to 32. Wait, but, am I crazy? Yeah. Jo- Do they have Johnny Jones? I think it's Texas Southern. Oh, it's Texas Southern. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I think Texas, I think the Bobcats were in the tournament last year. So they they were decent. Uh, I mean, the Tigers pulled away to win 84-59 uh, and looked good, looked better in the second half. But um, Texas State was a little stingy at first. Uh, but two great wins. Um, they also picked up a recruit uh, in the middle of the week, which is awesome. He was actually, um, I think he was a five-star. Um, they signed uh, Julian Phillips, who was a five-star from uh, Branson, Missouri. I don't know, Daniel probably has some more in-depth analysis, but I mean, two wins during a week and you uh, you sign a five-star forward. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, I think we had talked well, – we talked about Julian Phillips before, and then they um, signed Devin Reed from Mississippi as well. So that's like five straight years that Will Wade has had a, a five-star player on the um, on the class. So if, as long as you can keep that cycle rolling, then you can be a competitor, which is what he's turned the LSU basketball program into. Like you said, we struggled with Texas Southern a little bit, um, but then our talent was just a little bit too much in the end. Uh, we've got some kind of more – warm-up-ish games this week against uh, Liberty, McNeese, and Belmont uh, before kind of the first big one is uh, against Penn State at uh, kind of one of those showcase tournaments. Mm -hmm. So that'll be interesting to see them kind of play against real competition, you know. Um, But, yeah, looking good so far. And then the women are good as well. They uh, showed out in um, Kim Mulkey's first game. Sorry if I kind of stole your thunder and you were going to get to that. Oh, no, that's fine. Uh, I mean (laughs) – they they won eighty two to forty against Nichols. Uh, the the Kimoki era has begun. Uh, they look good. Um, I mean, she's definitely a different coach. Uh, she had a press conference like a week or so ago where she just she just said something up to the reporters about talking about her team. It's like you talk to me, and it was, it was pretty stern. Uh, yeah, she's definitely different. It's good to see. I don't know, just that type of personality. I guess uh, maybe she could coach football. I, I don't know. Uh, but I mean, they, they, they got the win. They look good. And, uh, both basketball teams are off and rolling. Any more to say about that or, um, um, I don't think so. Yeah. All three games for the men's team, at least is at home this week. And then, so hopefully we'll be actually one. Yeah. Oh, the 22nd, actually at Belmont. So that, that might be by the next time we record, but yeah, hopefully they will be four. No, uh, Liberty, I think is actually okay. So that might be a, a bit of a tougher test. Um, tomorrow monday evening they might have already played by the time this podcast is out uh but you know yeah we'll see how that goes and then hopefully we can have some some live reporting on how uh the tigers are playing some of my friends went to the games and they said it was like pretty bumping like people had filled it up yeah uh, and they were having a good time so i guess that's the uh the move now since football is is on the downhill <laughs> yes it is um <clears throat> but who might be on the uphill uh it would be LSU baseball. Um, turns out Jay Johnson is actually a pretty good recruiter because he just landed the the number one class uh, for 2022, uh, which is amazing. Um, I mean, he brought a couple guys with him. I, I think that he that had committed to Arizona at the time, but he 
hauled in uh, some of the best some of the best players in the country. And just I, I'm not going to go through all of them, but just looking at him, um, it's like he got the number one player out of Louisiana, Gavin Guidry, a shortstop out of Lake Charles. He got the number one player in Nevada, according to Perfect Game, by the way, both of those. Uh, Justin Crawford, an outfielder. Um, they have the number one ranked catcher in Georgia, Jared Jones, and it just goes on and on and on. So uh, quite a haul. And I think he's going to be pretty good. I mean, there's already some good news coming out just from some of the scrimmages that have happened. Yeah. You know, just very heavily offensively. And uh, pitching's been good too, I think. So I don't know, guys. We might, uh, we might be in good for a good season here. I think we're going to have a good ball club this year. I'm excited for it. Yeah, still a long way off until we get into really like February, March, like the start of the season. But the like you said, the early inklings are, are positive. And then obviously with the signing classes, this is what you want to see from the kind of quote unquote, like one of, if not the premier baseball program in the country for college. And just the fact that you can lure these highly touted players away from the pros to stay at college is um, an accomplishment in itself, especially with the the quantity that Jay Johnson's getting. So and he hasn't even been here a year. Yeah, like these, then, these people are these people are are betting their their future on a guy who's never coached a game for this team. Right, and then he he had, obviously he had some pretty good success at Arizona. He hasn't shown it at LSU yet, but these players are committing that that will happen, and that's a good sign for what we'll be putting together. <laughs> obviously, things can fall apart, but uh, it's about as much as you can ask for at this point. I guess you could say. Well, it just shows that it shows that that obviously. Um, these players, these, and the, the, you know, the, the people around baseball, college baseball are saying, yeah, he was a great coach at Arizona and he's on, and, and he's brought everything good about what he had at Arizona to LSU. And it's just mixing really well with the premier program that LSU is. Yeah. And including that, like that really good hitter that he brought with him. From exactly. Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he, he, I mean, I think that alone speaks, speaks for him. Um, yeah, man, I'm I'm just excited to see that happen. Uh, we got we got a few months before it does, but uh, definitely keep our eye on that. Um, some more basketball stuff coming out, just you know, with the whole the scandal, whether it's the the um, kind of pay to play or the you know the cheating. And Oklahoma State had some, you know, they they're they're not allowed into the postseason. They let out a pretty pretty nasty press release in response to it too. So I don't know. I know Will Wade got. I think he got interviewed or, or something. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. I, I don't know. I, 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 I want to get really psyched for the basketball season, but I'm, I'm still trying to keep my, my expectations tempered because of what's still lurking, mm-hmm. right? Like anything could happen at any moment. Yeah. I mean, that can still happen, but we've talked about this before. Like if something was going to happen, like you kind of feel like it would have at this point already considering this three years. Yeah. And literally every step is like, Oh, this is going to be the next bombshell. And Will Wade is done he's forever. Done, he's done. But then he just moves on to the next game. He recruits <laughs> another player. He w- coaches another game. He just and keeps that grin on his face. He just keeps looking like a pear. <laughs> uh, but it, it's hard to see kind of, unless it's some house of cards and then they pull the bottom one out where it all collapses. It's hard to see yeah. that kind of going awry, I guess. That's um, what I'm afraid of. Uh, but all right, I'll, I'll, I'll take your optimism, Daniel. I'll take it and run with it. So I'll, I'll just be on board. I'll, I'll get behind the general and uh, get get in line. Um, and I don't know if there's anything else that you guys wanted to discuss. 
I think that's about it. Hopefully LSU beats ULM and then avoids the four-game losing sh- – actually, I think we already are in a four-game losing streak. Oh, avoids the five-game losing streak. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, you know, I hope I hope we beat ULM. If we don't, we're in even more trouble than we thought we were. Right. I, I but just, also, I it also that. doesn't matter. Like, like, it matters, but it really doesn't. Oh, also, no, I, I want it does. You think, think it, does. it does? Well, I guess at this point, that's just like a, that's just a heartbreaker. Like, that's just a demoralizer. Oh, also, it's, it shouldn't happen. Yeah, you're right. It shouldn't I, happen at all. I kind of wanted to toot my own horn before the season. I said that Cincinnati was going to be undefeated and miss the playoff. They're still ten and zero. One of my three teams left, and then the CFP still hates them. So that could be my only good prediction ever on this podcast. What, number six. Yeah, I think they're number six since yeah. Oklahoma dropped. And then now it's yeah, um, Cincinnati, Georgia, and UTSA. Hmm. I want that Cincinnati versus UTSA um, playoff game. Yeah, yeah, playoff. I think they deserve it. I think they. I think we should have them in the championship. I think they should. They should both get buys and not <laughs> just it just move straight on. Uh, Do you guys see Alabama just still sitting there right at number two? Mm-hmm. Like must yep, be nice, losing, right? Almost losing to LSU did not hurt them one iota i don't understand why lsu is not number one we have the most quality losses out of anybody <laughs> and they're close too. some of them yeah <laughs> but uh anyway uh that'll do it for y'all that'll do it for us um so we'll keep an eye on this <laughs> this ulm warhawk game uh it's second to last game of the season folks if you can go out and support them i think the tigers will need you this week more than all of them uh, then, you know, the one against A&M, I, I don't think there should be any uh, reason to try and motivate people. I think people definitely show up for that one, right? Like, uh, assuming we win against ULM, people are going to show up against Texas A&M because, I, I don't know, I just feel like it, it might be a good game. Yeah, I like yeah. Arkansas, which is better. You know, just maybe a better, I don't know, better atmosphere, better game, something. It's the last game of the season. You think everyone's going to lay it on out there. You think. Like, I don't even know if they're going to go to a bowl game or not. Maybe that might be their only hope, uh, but we'll see. We'll have it for you here either way. So until then, uh, next week, that is uh, not the AM game uh, until next week. Stay safe, stay tuned. And we'll talk to you next time on talking tapes.